Welcome to The Grit. How's everyone doing out there? Another episode promises to be one of the best ones. We're here with Blake Bolden. Blake Bolden was one of our top, if not the best, defender that played on the Blades for us back in 2015, Clarkson Cup champions. And uh, Blake and I have been uh, coach and team member together since 2015. And we're going to be back together for the Aurora Games. Blake Bolden, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're cracking up. I can already tell. So, you know, Blake. We, I know, it's, it's always fun when, when Dig and Blake get together, especially on the bench when uh, I'm yelling at refs and uh, oh, you know, yeah. just, just having fun throwing water bottles and stuff. But um, <laughs> So, well, wait, we just got to, we just going to tell listeners uh, before we start, I got the picture from you and Rachel, I'll have to maybe post it in the show notes um, of you and Rach, Rachel Lannis, another one of our athletes, out in California winning a rollerblade championship. Oh, <laughs> what, yeah. What was, that? what was that? It was the Narch tournament. And honestly, I did not know how big the rollerblading world is, but it's huge. And it's just another fun way to get out and like work out, play hockey, but not on ice. And it was super fun. I invited all my friends to come out that I once played with, like Megan Mangin, Mel Ju was there, Rachel was there. And the tournament I was on before, I got, I lost, I got my butt kicked. So I invited all my pro friends and obviously we came to win. So we did. Oh, you gotta love it. You know, you're quite a competitor. You know, we're going to go backwards here. I'm not going to start at the beginning. I'm going to start at the end. You're out in California and you're doing personal training and modeling. Can you talk about what you're doing now? Yeah, I'm doing a bit of everything. I'm doing my Blake Bolden Athletics platform where I do mentorships online with girls all over the country. I help them with their nutrition, their time management, their goal setting, long-term, short-term goals. I've got tons of girls that are going to go to D1 colleges that are trying to get to D1 colleges and are in Division One colleges. So it's really fun because when I was younger, I wish I had some sort of a, a guide, a mentor to kind of help me through the, the, the learning and the stepping stones of going to school and being in prep school and all of that. So I really enjoy the mental aspect of that. And uh, I also work with the junior goals program out here, the ladies teams. We've got six teams, the the program is growing and it's amazing because Southern California, you'd think there's no hockey, but there's a ton. And uh, yeah, I, I model in LA for a sports model, modeling agency and it's it's been uh, an experience for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, like, do they put you on the beach? Like, how long do these sets last? Like, are they like... No, Honestly, I mean, I just signed three months ago, so everything's kind of slow. I'm really just getting they, – they want proof that you're good at all of these physical activities, and you know me, Didge. Like, I think I'm good at everything. So I'm like, hell yeah, I can rock climb and do this and whitewater raft and bike and, and rollerblade and golf. So I have to put together this portfolio. So right now I'm just working on blasting all of that out so my agency can funnel that to different – uh 
I guess, companies that want to use me. So I haven't done the actual work yet. Right now, they're just building my profile because there's, I mean, it's LA. There's millions and millions of people, but it's really fun and scary at the same time. I mean, come on. I mean, and it's so, it's such a great story because so many girls and women, you know, they don't put themselves out there like that. I mean, you know, to have millions of people or even, you know, a couple people looking at you, women are so self-conscious. So, you know, hopefully not only in the modeling place, you know, that you're working space, uh, the mentoring component, you know, you're talking about that with these women and girls. Yeah. I mean, I completely understand the self-consciousness of the body and that's why really I'm doing it because I'm jacked digit, you know, I'm jacked and I like to work out and lift heavy things. And I'm proud of the body that I've sculpted and I want people to see more strong women and not just twigs out there, just not eating and just being skinny. So. Don't we know it, you know, and I, it just reminds me of, um, you saw the Serena Williams, uh, I think it's like being Serena or, you know, after she had the baby, Oh yeah, she Definitely. is freaking jacked. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, like every time I watch it, I'm like, that's awesome. You know? Absolutely. And um, you've always reminded me of a Serena Williams personality. The problem is that, you know, hockey, we're not, we're not tennis. So we're working on building. Definitely. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's go to hockey because, you know, there aren't a lot of kids from Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio that grew up playing hockey. And I know your story from a young age, but can you just tell our listeners, you know, how you got involved in hockey and uh, you know, where it took you? Yeah, I was about six years old when my mom, my mom was a single mom for a bit and she met this amazing man. His name is Leslie Dean and he kind of just scooped me up and brought me into his home and his life. And he used to take me to all these Lumberjacks games. Back then they're in the um, International Hockey League, the IHL in Cleveland, and we'd go to the Gundarina. And I used to be obsessed with the fighting and the hitting and the, the, the just the craziness of everything. And I used to go in the locker rooms and hang out with the guys because my dad worked part-time as a security guy um, at the rink. And one day I just asked him if I could pick up some equipment and play and his eyes lit up. I mean, he, he never had a kid. He didn't really know, you know, what I was going to be to him in the future. And we just bonded over that experience. And we went straight to play it against sports, bought like the crustiest used equipment and I put around cones and tires and anything that could help me stand up um, chairs with little tennis balls at the bottom. And I just kind of worked my edges until I felt comfortable enough to join little camps and, you know, learn to play schools. And I just stuck with it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was really hard because I had never skated before in my life. So and, and how old were you? I was six, seven when I, seven when I started actually playing, but six yeah. when I started skating. Well, you know, that's, that's, I mean, it's so funny. You know, you look at hockey and people are like, oh, I started skating late six and seven. Like people out there have no idea how crazy hockey parents are. Like Myself yeah. included. I think I had Kevin on the ice at like two, two years old. And I, right. I remember putting him in the middle of the brown rink with like a pair of skates on. And I'm like, just left him in the middle. And I'm like, okay, go. And he's like, doing Fred Flintstone, you know, his feet were back and forth flailing. But, uh, but six, oh, started late, Blake. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so you, 
you know, the interesting thing about the bonding of, of dads and daughters, you know, um, over the sport, you know, is kind of universal. Um, one of the things that I, I think about that, the good, the good news is you bond with your dad. The bad news mm-hmm. is, you know, moms really don't get involved in sports that much. It seems like the dad space. Um, talk a little yeah. bit about what you think about that. And if you think that there's, uh, it's a good thing, or, you know, maybe mom should be more involved because, and, and let me just, just finish this thought is that as you get more dads always being the voice of sports, you kind of squelch the female voice of sports because moms don't want to be at the rink. They don't want to be helping with sports. You know, they're like, okay, you take her there because I'm going to go food shopping. Talk a little bit about that. Um, well, there, there are just so many different families out there. Um, and as I see out here in San Diego, a lot of the moms are actually at the rink and being involved, especially now that I'm a coach, they're team managers and they're in the locker rooms and they're helping with a bunch of different things. So that's good uh, to stay involved. I remember when I was younger, my mom was kind of like my transportation bus and she would, she would take me everywhere. I mean, like, I don't even know why we, I don't, I don't know if it was too expensive, but we drove everywhere. I'm talking like 20 hours in a car. Um, and, you know, we would bond in the car. She didn't really know what offsides was for the longest time. And I still think she kind of struggles with the rules a bit, but um <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think both parents should obviously be involved, but hockey is just so taxing and if you have more than one kid, I think it can be difficult um just finding ways to show up for for your kid when they're playing is important. Um and just supporting them throughout the good stuff and the bad stuff cuz hockey can be pretty daunting and every sport can be, but there's just something about failure in hockey when you're just like, "Oh, or you didn't make a team and it's just, it's just good to be supportive. I know some parents are harder on their yes. kids than others, but moms can, can be that loving support to their children that, you know, give that hug. And when dads want to come down harder or something, however, however that works in the family, but if you can find a way yeah. to be involved, it's good. Yeah. It, it's so funny, you know, because as someone that, you know, grew up in the seventies and eighties, you know, the, the stereotypes were there, right? The dad was a sport. The dad was a hard one. The mom was a nurturer. And I'm hearing, even in your generation, I think you're what, 90s, 2000s. I don't even know what's your birthday, like 80s? Uh, 91, 91. And, um, you know, I think as we've evolved now, we're getting into this whole millennial uh, generation and your generation having kids. I, I really think it's changing. You see families changing. You see two dads, you see two moms. Um, so, I'm really hopeful that as sports evolve, you're going to see more women coaching. You're going to see more dads being the nurturer um, because I think it's personal, right? I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a nurturer, but you know, I'm, I'm more of that, you know, hard, hard personality. So I'd like to give women, you know, when they listen to our, our, our call, right. I mean, our uh, podcast, it'd be really cool to reach those women that are a little nervous about getting out there? Like what advice would you give to a woman that maybe never played a sport, but wants to coach because they have that skill set? because dads certainly have that ability to do that. You know, they don't even know how to skate and they're going to coach. So how, what do you advice to give to a woman? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, you, <clears throat> first off, you don't have to be a good hockey player to be a good coach. If it's something that you're, you're interested in and you feel that you, you have knowledge in it, of course, 
I think there's awesome coaches in the NFL right now that are female and kicking butt and assistants in the NBA. So we're, we're coming out there. And if you have the personality and the wherewithal and the confidence to do it, you should. And that will change the way that, you know, our sport, our, our hockey, it will shift more women. That's what we want. Yeah, baby. You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. So you went from, so you went from Ohio. I'm sure you played boys hockey because you know, you, you, you were talking about the fighting and the hitting because we all know that Blake Bolden doesn't shy away from a good uh, contact. Um, the boys. Yeah. And then you went to Northwood. Talk about your transition from boys to girls and going to from Cleveland to, of all places, the desolate Lake Placid, New York. Yeah, Lake Placid was an experience, man. I remember getting a phone call from the head coach there and asking me to go to prep school. I thought prep school was a place for bad, rich parents to send their kids off to. So I was like, I was like, I don't know why I need to go to prep school. And my parents had to sit me down and say, hey, this is an opportunity for you to get seen. Women's college coaches aren't going to come to a men's, a, a boys high school game to, to recruit girls. It's just not happening. So I was like, okay. My mom and I drove 10 hours up to Lake Placid, and uh, I was honestly, I kid you not, did you, I was the only black person at that school for the four years that I attended there. And that was insanity to me because I actually just went back a couple of weeks ago to, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame there, which was dope. Congrats. Congrats. I was going to get into that, but I like the way you snuck that in. Yeah, I snuck it in there. And uh, there's so many black kids there now. I'm like, what? You're a a trendsetter. Trendsetter. I was like, man, like, oh, I wish, but I had an amazing experience. It was beautiful. The Adirondack Mountains are breathtaking. The things that I could do there was just, there's not even comparable to what I could have done in Cleveland. I mean, I played girls hockey. My team wasn't amazing, but it gave me the platform to go to all these tournaments, to go to Boston College where I wanted to go on a full scholarship. And, you know, I made amazing friends that I still have today. And Brody, my head coach in high school, is like a second father to me. So I got so much out of that school I couldn't have dreamed of. Yeah. And, and I just really, you know, I, I think people undervalue where sports can take you. Um, I think everyone sees the, you got to go pro, you got to go make a million dollars, but there's all of these opportunities, these sub opportunities for pro sports that I think, you know, I'm so glad you're mentoring young girls because they overlook the fact that you don't have to get a D one scholarship. You know, you're out in California, you get an opportunity to go to an Andover and Exeter. And it all comes down to one thing, Blake, and I don't think parents really under under uh, uh, undertake what they under you know understand what it needs is academics. We need kids yeah. being smarter. We need them studying more. They state they have these kids doing stick skills camps. I when I was at Brown, I used to tell them this. I go, you know what you need to do? Don't spend your money on hockey camps. Spend your money on SAT camp. And they would look at me. I go, I know because you don't want to do that. But that's the best way. I think, to get kids opportunity. Would you agree? Well, yeah. I mean, I think school and education is very important, but I also think, I don't want to say more important than school, but I think kind of doing other things and experiencing right. life in a way that gives you a different perspective and understand yourself, because I think we're all out here when we're when we're growing up as adolescents or even young adults, we're trying to 
be cool and figure it out and figure ourselves out. And I just think if you're willing to put yourself out there and get knowledge, because yes, knowledge is the number one thing, but there's knowledge in so many things out there that it's like, okay, I play hockey, but it's not all of me. It's not everything that I am. And you need to find out who you are outside of that. What kind of, yeah, you, I could not agree more. And what kind of things like as a young, you know, kid growing up, you know, you're definitely the only black person in all of Lake Placid, you know, school system, like yeah. what kind of things, what kind of, what kind of, what can other, our viewers, our, our listeners learn from that? What did you do? Oh man, I, whew, that's a hard question. Um, well, it was co-ed. So I, I, uh, I had a lot of friends. I, I just made so many friends that were all over the world. It was a boarding school. So we had friends from South Korea, from Japan, from, you know, South America and places in Europe. And I just kind of wanted to to meet them and see where they came from and see what their culture was and, and eat the foods that they ate. So I think making friends that are different from you is very important. I think, you know, trying new things instead of playing hockey, because at prep schools, you usually have to play three different sports. So I rowed, I was on a rowing team and I was really good at it. And it was, it was something that it's like, holy crap, like would I ever pick up rowing ever? No. <laughs> so I, I, when I went back to Lake Placid the, the few weeks ago, I, I, I called my rowing coach. I was like, Hey, you want to get on the water? And I remembered everything like riding a bike and it's not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah, there's rock climbing, there's ice climbing. Come on, people don't even know, like you are a tremendously gifted athlete, Blake, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's unreal. Like anyone that meets Blake Bolden, you've got a magical personality, you know, you're great in all your sports. Um, you know, not everyone has your package, you know, they're, they're there, but they have these little glimmers of, of, of Blake inside them. Right. And you're very, wow. how, you know, like what to like, you know, so you're the kid that, you know, is, uh, the skinny boy that, you know, is, hasn't developed yet, you know, and is afraid to go up to talk to a girl, like what kind of advice could you give to a, a young woman or, you know, a young boy that, would help them? Is it just putting yourself out there? Is it trusting your friends? Is it just being yourself? Like what kind of things would you give them? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a hard question. I mean, <clears throat> you can't change someone's personality or, or their temperament, but you can learn more about yourself and you're never going to learn if you don't try. So I would just say, try everything. And the more you try, the more you figure out what's good and what's bad for you or not necessarily bad, but you can learn from everything. Even when bad things happen, you just learn from it. And I, in my lifetime and through everything that I've been through, the, the bad stuff in hockey, the bad racial remarks, the ignorance, just being the only black person and looking around, having no one, no one that looks like me, I've kind of just been, un, been comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that it's just important to kind of, I don't know, ride the wave. Yep figure it out, figure yourself out. Um, that, that's my advice. So yeah, go for it. Ask the girl out, ask the guy out. And if they say no, okay, so what they say, no, there's million billions of other people on this planet. hundred percent. And that's exactly what this show is about. It's called the grit Blake, because grit means that you do exactly what you just talked about. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable 
yeah, you're going to ask that person out or yeah, you're going to fall down in the middle of the field and make an ass out of yourself, but you get back up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. There's just too many people some in the world that, you know, get, get discouraged or give up. And I, I really think that you, you personify that Blake. I mean, honestly, like when you talk about, you know, getting, you know, ra- racial uh, things yelled at you, like it, it takes a strong person in general, you know, to play hockey, but then to go play with the boys, that's another layer. And then now you're tackling the racial boundaries, like congratulations on what you've accomplished. Um, you know, I really hope that there's more people that, that take advantage to, of your services. So let's, Let's move to, um, let's move to, uh, we, we know that you were very successful at Boston college. You played for, you know, one of my coaches, did you, you played for Kinger, right? Yes. The- I did. And, uh, and you know, that must've been a, a tremendous experience. Talk a little bit about being a Boston college player, Boston college Eagle, what it took to get you there. Um, well, I was obsessed with Kinger, Katie King. As soon as I met her, I went to national camp and I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. I want to go to wherever she is. <laughs> so uh, she she is a huge impact on my life. I, I loved everything about her, her energy. Um, she was young and hip and was trying to change a program. I wanted to go somewhere that hadn't won a national championship because I had dreams of bringing one to the school. And, you know, I could have gone basically anywhere in division one hockey, I was very fortunate to get uh, offers at the best colleges. And I just said, no, I'm going to BC. That's where I wanted to go. I saw them play in the frozen four in Lake Placid, New York and double triple overtime against uh, Minnesota Duluth and they lost. And I was like, wow, I want to go to that school. (laughs) I want to go to the school. (laughs) Um, But that's just kind of how my mind worked. And I just went to every all of these camps. I played on two different teams growing up so I can I could go to every single camp that they would be at so they could see me, Katie King and Courtney Kennedy. And I would wear my Boston College hat and my helmet and my sweatshirt and everything that I could possibly have Boston College and, and all the coaches were like, Well, geez, like they made your job easy. <laughs> like made your job easy. Like she's definitely going to BC. You don't even have to recruit her. So I was at Starbucks and she called me and was like, Hey, do you want this scholarship? And I was like, Absolutely. Oh man. I mean, that's a great story. And you know, I just Kinger and Courtney, and for the listeners who don't know, uh, Katie King Crowley is the uh, head coach at Boston College and Courtney Kennedy is her longtime assistant and uh, they are two of the most hysterical people in the world fun. they are great leaders and role models and they have a really successful program you couldn't have picked a couple of better coaches yeah I mean they were they were amazing my four years there were were more than I I expected and um, unfortunately we didn't win a national championship but the program is amazing and people want to go there so that's a good start does it mean besides for the USA uh, championships, the the next championship you won was with us at the CWHL? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Boston, Boston Blades, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> was it fifteen? Sixteen? Yep. Well, we won in yeah. uh, we won in thirteen, but I don't know. You you weren't on the team in thirteen, were you? No, I wasn't on the team in thirteen. I was on the team the year after, and then two two seasons after that, yeah, thirteen and. Yeah, so we, uh, we were in the runner-up game the one year, and then the next year yeah. we won it. Um, you know, one of the one of the greatest. Uh, well, I don't know. One of my most vivid memories, besides for you know you being the greatest player, and 
you know, we were always kidding back and forth on the bench because you were, you and Bells were like my two favorite D, right? Because I always said, Blake and Bells go, Blake and Bells go, Blake and Bells go, and everyone was jealous. Was the time that you got uh, slew-footed <laughs> up in, where were we, Calgary? And, uh, yeah. and then I got kicked out of the game, and it was just hysterical. Um, yeah, so do you remember that? Oh, yeah, you went crazy. That was an insane game. Also, because I had passed out on the plane before that but yeah <laughs> it was an <laughs> yeah well those are those are the good old days but uh yeah, days. Blake um you I think you won uh one of the best defenders you know several times I mean you've been an inspiration to so many women hockey players around the globe uh, after you, you won that, I think you went over to where Sweden, Switzerland. I went to Switzerland. Well, I won best defenseman this, this season, this season. And I went to Switzerland the season before. And, um, I kind of was, I was frustrated with Boston and the lifestyle that I was, I was having. And I just needed kind of like a sabbatical. I'm going to go play overseas and experience some things and be uncomfortable, which I like to be. And um, it was amazing. And I was a stud there. And we lost in the championship, but I, ha- I have some amazing friends and I can speak another language, Italian, a little bit. And uh, it was great. So, so talk about your experience in the uh, NWHL and winning the, the, the trophy. Uh, you were a pretty, pretty uh, high-profile player there. Was, was it fun to play against, you know, other you know, top players from all over the world. And uh, how was that experience? I think that um, throughout my professional career, it's been a whirlwind because, Digit, you remember when I graduated from BC and you were like, you need to play for the Blades. And so I feel like every move I made in this, including going to the NWHL, it's just been like, am I going to play? Yes, I'm going to play. Am I going to play? Yes, I'm going to play. In the NWHL, (laughs) was just it was just there and I and I was like I feel like I would be really stupid to not try this professional league that is paying players for the first time and there's been so many firsts that I've been a part of that I just I guess I just felt like I needed to knock this off <laughs> and uh we we won the the inaugural Isabel Cup and we got to play in the world uh not the world classic but the winter classic in in uh Boston and you know, there's just so many great experiences that I've been given through this sport and uh, playing in the NWHL was one of them and, and they're going strong and there's a lot of uh, changes that are happening in the women's game. And I, I, I personally am not the one to talk about all of it, but I'm just excited for the future of women's hockey in general. You, you know, Blake, I, what strikes me talking to you is there's just it's just so lively and you're so full of life and you're so full of taking chances and putting yourself out there. Um, you're just a breath of fresh air. Um, I really appreciate talking to you. What kind of things can you tell? How do, how do you get to be a Blake Bolden personality? Because people all over the world, and you know, I, I get this sometimes, you know, with myself, it's like, it comes so easy, right? Um, how do you, how do you just let it all hang out? How do you just let it, you know, let it be? Uh, I mean, I. Did I stump you? Yeah. Did I stump you? I, I, I think <laughs> it just takes time because I've went, I've gone through a lot of, I guess, 
uncertainty of trying to be cool or trying to fit in because I was that little black girl with puffy Afro hair and I wanted to have straight hair because of my friends and that's the way they look. So I, I, I tried to change myself so much to fit in that I finally was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, and I think I just, I had a breaking point and now in this day and age with social media and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and, and these people are only putting their best lives in front of you. And it's kind of just like, you got to just ignore all the noise outside of you and just figure out how to be you. And I think your own Blake Bolden personality within yourself will come out and it'll be great and effortless. But I think when you, it's forced or, or you're trying to do something other than what your, your, yourself is wanting or needing, it just doesn't work. Yeah thousand percent and you know i call that you know just being genuine you know just be you yeah just be you and everything will work out the hard part is the messages that society gives you is go be something else go be the highlight yeah you know instagram you don't see you don't see people when they don't have any makeup on you know or whatever you see them like all made up with doing those fancy fake lips or whatever they do with the selfies like come on you know what do you, what do you really, so, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that that's some of the things that we need to teach the younger generation, because I really believe, I'm sure as you do that, you know, if you just be yourself, you're going to attract the right energy for you. Exactly. Energy attracts energy, good energy, raise your vibrations. And Hey, by the same token, as we are experiencing now, not to get political, but negative energy attracts negative energy, but we don't exactly. want to talk about that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't want to so, get digits started. <laughs> don't get me going. All right. So a couple of last questions for you and then I'll let you go wrap it up. Um, so it looks like, uh, I don't know if you know that I'm a two for three vegan. I am a two. What? Yeah, no, no, I've, I've been the two for three vegan probably for, I call it two for three. Because I have two net based meals a day minimum. Um, okay. So I, yeah. I'm a big believer that it's about balance. It's not all or nothing. And uh, it looks like yeah. you may have adopted a little of that, if not all of the plant based lifestyle. Can you talk about that? Yes. Um, I've just been growing up, Dig, and doing some research and some homework. And, and uh, I just love vegetables like I grew up on vegetables I I love cooking cooking is like my favorite thing outside of hockey to do um, I love cooking for other people and expanding their palates and trying new things and since I've traveled so much I just love incorporating a different things into my diet and uh, yeah I, I it's not even so much as animal protective rights it's just about how I feel I feel when I put good veggies in my body and good carbohydrates, I feel like an animal. Like I feel like I could destroy something uh, in a good way. You, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to go up against Blake Bolden in the corner. I'm just going to say that. I feel like Popeye basically. Um, but yeah, I, I've just, I've, I've been plant-based, but honestly, sometimes with travel and, with playing on, on Buffalo, I've, I've been lenient with my diet and going overseas in Switzerland. They love cheese and chocolate. And I was not going to be like, no, I'm not going to try your cheese and chocolate when I'm in your country. Um, exactly. 
So sometimes I go out around it like a two, three, but if I'm cooking for myself, it's a hundred percent plant-based gluten-free, right. just healthy, not crazy. So yeah. I like that healthy, not crazy. What's your favorite <laughs> recipe at the moment? Um, who I've really been, gotten into like this, like I love stuffed things. Like I love stuffed peppers, stuffed eggplants, like making eggplant bo- boats or stuffed sweet potatoes. And I make a mean chili. It's ridiculous. Um, so we're anytime it's raining, yes, I, absolutely. When it's raining or cloudy, which is very rarely rainy and cloudy in San Diego, I get pumped. I'm like, heck yeah, I can make my chili today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. So, you know, this show is about the grit, right? What's, what's your favorite yeah. gritty moment? Give us a gritty moment that Blake Bolden experienced. And I think I might know what you're going to do. Okay. Well, maybe you can help me because there's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to help you, but uh, <clears throat> Gritty moment as in like this you, you failed, prevailing. You, you, failed, crap. you failed. You failed and you got up or. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all the, all the teams that I didn't make and had hoped to have made, especially with the national team and feeling uh, down on myself about that for years. I think, I think that too is a lot of takes part of a lot of who I am because I'm just sick of feeling like a fail. I was sick of feeling like a failure. So I just changed my mindset. I tried out for what seemed like hundreds of national teams and going to a a ton of pre-world camps and gotten cut and, you know, not being invited to Olympic tryouts and things. And I was just like, how is this possible when I feel like I am the best, if not one of the best players in the world for defense, and there's just not even a sniff. Um, so that was just super frustrating for me. And, and now I'm at the point in the age where it's just like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm not going to kill myself over this. I know my value and my worth. And I, you know, clearly defensive player of the year and I still got it hardest slap shot still got it and I'm still out here and I just I'm just not gonna worry about the other stuff that sometimes can just if you do it'll just consume you so I think that's probably my grittiest moment and that's been many different moments in my life that I've just said you know what I'm just not gonna let this this bring me well, down. I think you're a thousand percent right. And I would also add that I just don't think you played for the right coach. So <laughs> at that level, the, other, the coaches that saw what they could have seen in Blake Bolden missed out in my opinion. So anyways, I always, uh, I always thought that uh, you should have been on those teams, but again, I had, uh, I wasn't the coach. So I uh, could tell you a bunch of gritty moments in Digit Murphy, but we don't have a whole lifetime of stories. So, um, so okay. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Is there anything? I mean, I mean, Blake, you're freaking tremendous. Um, you know, and I know that people are gonna really gonna love hearing about you. Um, you were also playing with us in the Aurora Games. Cannot wait for that. That'll be on August nineteenth to the twenty third. Our hockey games are on August twenty seventh, twenty second. 2-2 and 23rd. That'll be held in Albany, New York at the Times Union Center. 
Uh, and uh, that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous uh, event. And Blake, we've got Rachel coming. We've got uh, Katie Burt, uh, a BC alum. Uh, we've got uh, Hannah Brandt, Pelkey on your team. We've got Ben Lahovey on the Finnish team. I mean, there's a bunch of kids you're going to know. And I think it's going to be a great celebration, not only of the game, but of women coming together and, and sharing sport and stories to be role models and leaders for, for women. Absolutely. I'm super stoked. I remember you calling me a year ago and me being like, what are you talking about, Digit? What is it now that you've got brewing? And uh, I'm now that the year has gone by, I'm, I'm really excited. So I'll see you yeah. soon. I'll get to see you. Yeah. And that's like, I can't wait. wait. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to, there's a, there's going to be a two point shot and that'll be fun. I'm, I think that the reason I invented it was I know Blake has a hearted shot. And so we're going to be, we're going to be uh, scoring two pointers. Uh, but so yeah, I, wow, really? That's awesome. Yeah. There's some really cool stuff um, that we're kind of innovating with because uh, I think you know this, that, I do not, and I never believed that we should have 100% follow the men's model in sport. I think that women can do sports differently, and the Aurora Games is one of the places we're going to be showing people. So uh, come out and watch the Aurora Games in Albany, New York, and watch Blake play August 23rd at the Times Union Center. So, Blake, we're going to wrap it up. How can people find you? Tell us about your Insta and Twitter handles. Oh man, it's at Sport Blake. So Sport S P O R T Blake, my name B L A K E, and that's Twitter, Instagram. My website is blakebolden.com. You can find me, contact me anywhere if you're interested in the mentorship program or anything involving hockey. Just hit me up, and I love helping people discover who they are and being better people on and off the ice. Couldn't have said it better. We are at the Grit Live on. Insta, follow us, follow Blake at, at Sport Blake. Also, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud. We will include Blake's information, the show notes. Blake, can't thank you enough. Uh, thanks again for being here. I'm Digit Murphy for Blake Bolden. We'll see you next time on The Grit.